This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends. WABC Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 848-9222. And so much as always to discuss, so many things in the news. Like what? Well, for instance... There is a story today in the old gray lady, the New York Times, ignore Trump. Democrats now want him plastered all over the news. Well, isn't that exciting? Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. This, uh, This particular piece is written by a guy by the name of Reed Epstein. Have no idea if he's related. Uh, Yes, to that one. Uh, When Donald J. Trump left the White House, Democrats didn't want to hear another word from him. President Biden dismissed him as the former guy. A party uh, a party wide consensus held that he was the he was best left ignored. Yep, leave yeah ignore the guy. Leave Donald Trump out of your thoughts, out of your mind. Three years later, Mr. Biden's re-election campaign and Democrat officials across the uh, party spectrum have landed on a new solution to Joe Biden's political slump. They want more Trump. Criticizing the news media for giving Mr. Trump a platform is out. Quietly pining for uh, major networks to again broadcast live coverage of Trump campaign rallies is in. Democrats want the Trump campaign rallies covered again. Behind the improbable longing for the former president to gobble up political oxygen again is Democrats' year-long dependence, years-long dependence on the Trump outrage. His outrage machine. Since his ascent, Mr. Trump has been a one-man Democratic turnout operation. 
The author of this piece, Reed Epstein, says that Donald Trump has united an otherwise fractured opposition, has fueled victories in three straight election cycles. Now, today, right before Thanksgiving, Democrats worry that the fever of Trump fatigue has passed and that some voters, get this, that some voters are softening toward a man they once loathed. Many others may simply be paying little attention. As Mr. uh, Mr. Trump's share of the daily national conversation has diminished, despite the occasional interruption of campaign trail pronouncements like his recent vow to root out political opponents like vermin. And they go on and on. Donald Trump, by the way, is, uh, they, they point out, has skipped the three Republican presidential debates. He stayed away from major social media platforms. He's expected to spend large parts of next year in criminal trials that, except for the one in Georgia, will not be televised. And so Democrats are worried that Donald Trump is not visible enough for people to hate him. That's what the bottom line is. So the Democrats or the news media can't gin up hate for him because he's not being as active in the media, and therefore the Trump-hating media can't deliver on the Trump hate. How interesting. Well, I'm going to oblige them today and give them some Trump news. Okay, we can start with this one. House Speaker Mike Johnson meets with Trump at Mar-a-Lago to bolster their relationship. House Speaker Mike Johnson has met with former President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. This is in the New York Daily News. As the new leader tries to bolster his relationship with the most powerful figure in the Republican Party. Following a well-worn path for GOP politicians, Johnson journeyed to Trump's plush estate to signal his fealty. And also he met Trump at a fundraiser. Now, unlike Kevin McCarthy, the new House Speaker said he's all in with Donald Trump. But neither one of them, by the way, has commented on their meeting together. More Trump news. Trump plaintiffs appeal Colorado 14th Amendment ruling. This is this case. Colorado judge ruled Friday Trump had engaged in insurrection, and that's just plain nonsense. But the judge tossed the lawsuit by that that left-leaning Clinton holdover group, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, throughout the suit because she knew better. The district court nonetheless made a legal and factual finding, wholly unsupported by the law, and these errors demand review, say the plaintiffs. So they want to appeal this ruling. They want Trump off the ballot. There is speculation in this article that this case will end up at the Supreme Court. I hope it, in a way, I hope it does. 
because no one has ever proved that Donald Trump did anything like insurrection. I'd like to see that proof. This is all politics. It's all Democrat, pit bull, shake it until you kill it politics. In the next story, more Trump news for you Democrat that want Donald Trump in the mo- and in the news more. Well, I'll, I'll help. Trump calls to revamp the RNC if the GOP debates go ahead. I just love this. He's saying pretty much, yeah, keep going on with this. He wants the RNC to stop holding these presidential primary debates. You know they're not going to. He says the RNC must save money on the lowest ever ratings debates while pushing baseless accusations that the 2020 elections were stolen, if not revamp the RNC now. The RNC should be revamped. In fact, in a related story, which you can find today at the Daily BS, The Commission on Presidential Debates announced the dates and locations earlier yesterday for three general election debates in the fall 2024. First one is supposed to take place September 16th next year at the Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas, followed by a vice presidential debate on September 25th at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. The second and third presidential debates will be held October 1st and October 9th. Virginia State University and the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah, will be those locations. Now, I would just like to issue a challenge to the potential nominee of whoever the nominee will be of the Republican Party. This so-called Commission on Presidential Debates, supposedly they're non-biased. That is a lot of, well, bull. They're not unbiased. If they were unbiased, we would get a better selection of moderators. You say you're unbiased, but they always pick the liberal, liberal. They throw in a conservative here and there. They'll throw in one. But the... Fact is that anyone that would allow George Stephanopoulos to get on a stage, pretend to be a journalist, and have him moderate a debate, it's asinine that Republicans keep going on these debates. It's totally 100% asinine. George Stephanopoulos in the tank for Democrats always has been, always will be. He plays gotcha politics. He was part of the Clinton war machine, their strategy, that ABC even allows him to pretend to be a journalist. Okay, you can look the other way on that one. He's not a journalist. He's a political activist masquerading as a journalist, as many of the others are. You're going to pick somebody from MSNBC to moderate a debate? Really? Or NBC or CBS? Why are there no talk radio hosts? Talk radio hosts represent half of this country in terms of political affiliation and ideology. You've never seen talk radio. Maybe they let Hugh Hewitt on once in a while. But how about Mark Levin? How about Hannity? 
How about somebody like that? How about Dana Loesch? How about you can pick any number of people and say, you know what? They would actually have dialed in a better knowledge of what Republicans and conservatives would expect from a candidate. How about anybody like that? How about asking Mark Stein, Ken Matthews, somebody that has been on a national show in touch with national people? How about asking them, why don't you moderate? They certainly know how to do their homework. And then why not somebody from the conservative print publications? Molly Hemingway, for instance. Molly Hemingway is awesome. You could get somebody from Town Hall. You can get Derek Hunter. You can get anybody. You can get a lot of people that are print journalists that would know and are in tune with the Republican constituency in America to be part of these debates. It never happens. Instead, we get a series of leftists followed by more leftists, followed by more leftists, and once in a while, somebody that's, oh, well, he's a Republican, throw one on there. And then you get these weird ones. Like, I remember that debate where they had that girl, I forgot her name now, that girl that was from um, CNBC. Becky somebody. Who just bashed Trump from the minute she got on. This woman was so clearly out of step with anything. She was just there to do Trump hate. And not to mention the the one that we had in the Republicans debate, the one that they plucked out of Univision, who was asking DeSantis all these hostile questions. Why do they always get on the stage? Why And why, more importantly than why do they get on the stage, we know why they get on the stage. Why do Republicans get on the stage with these people? I just take a look. If I were President Trump, if he's the nominee, or Nikki Haley, or Ron DeSantis, who's left? Chris Christie's not going to be on that stage. Let's just be real. Tim Scott dropped out. Vivek Ramaswamy, okay. Uh, highly unlikely he'll be on the stage, but for the sake of argument. If they invited me to the debate, I just, no, I'm not coming on a debate unless unless we have moderators of the debate that actually represent a cross-section of the American voter, not just Democrat and Democrat ideology. And if not, I'd tell the Commission on Presidential Debates to stick that debate where the sun doesn't shine, and see you later. I'll hold my own debate. I'll, I will pay. If I were the candidate, hey, we'll pay. We'll pay for a debate, and the two campaigns will pick the moderators. They get to pick one of their, their moderators. We get to pick a moderator. They get to pick the, the second moderator. We get to pick a second moderator. That would be a much fairer way of holding these debates than dealing with this so-called commission on presidential debates. Nineteen eighty one. Queen and David Bowie. Number one with this one under pressure. 
both acts were uh, recording at the same studio. And they decided to work together. For David Bowie, it marked the first time he collaborated with another recording artist. Under Pressure on WABC. Thanksgiving week. Your phone calls coming up. Keep it right here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthdays. Great name, Andrew Love. The saxophone guy on this one. Based in Memphis, Tennessee. Member of the Memphis Horns. You know, there have been some great horn sections over the years. The Memphis Horns. All right, pop quiz, pop quiz. Mr. Music, Diego, pop quiz. Yes. What band were the Phoenix Horns with? Uh-huh. Let me think. Wait, wait, let me think. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Horns. Yeah, no idea. No idea. EWF. Really? Wow. I hope. If I got that wrong, it's going to be embarrassing. Hey, I don't know, so I'm trusting you, huh? Yeah, the Phoenix Horns. And then there have been some some other amazing horn sections. Tower Power of Horn Section, of course. Mighty Horn Section. Uh, Chicago Chase. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Cold Blood. And we're not even going to get into jazz. Anyway, Andrew Love, Otis Redding, Sam and Dave, Neil Diamond, Elvis Presley, Dusty Springfield. He died in uh, 2012. The music, of course, lives forever. Part of the Memphis Horns. Yeah. All right, so there's a, uh, speaking of more Trump news, there's another piece. This one, is this in the, uh, no, it's not in the Amazon Prime Washington Post. It's in the New York Times again. Oh, guess who's back? George Conway. Some guy named Michael Luddig and then Barbara Comstack. I know Barbara. Barbara, yeah, she lost that seat down in Virginia. Uh, Okay. American democracy, the Constitution, the rule of law, righteous causes of our times, the nation's legal profession is obligated to support them. But with the acquiescence 
of the larger conservative legal movement, these pillars of our system of governance are increasingly in peril. What do you think makes them in peril? I'll tell you all. Just go to the headline of this essay. The Trump threat is growing. Lawyers must rise to meet this moment. And so you have these brave anti-Trumpers writing before, just warning us. Recent reporting about plans for a second Trump presidency are frightening. I'm not frightened by them. He would stock his administration with partisan loyalists committed to fast-tracking his agenda and sidestepping, if not circumventing altogether, existing laws and long-established legal norms. No, there's no evidence of that. Now, the idea that he would get this, he would stock his administration with partisan loyalists. What president doesn't? Every president, hopefully, stocks his administration with people that are of like mind. We would call those people partisan loyalists. And guess what they try to do? They try to fast-track their agenda. That is called governance. But yet, it's a frightening prospect if Donald Trump he plans to investigate an exact retribution against his political opponents. Has any of these people writing this article paid any attention to the news? Donald Trump is under criminal persecution in New York, in Georgia, in Washington, in Colorado, and other places around the United States because Democrats have done what? They have used their political power to exact retribution on Donald Trump. And yet here we are, we're all supposed to be afraid because George Conway, Michael Ludig, and Barbara Comstock think that if Donald Trump gets in office, oh no, he's going to weaponize the government. I'm using my term, not theirs. The government's been weaponized. What we're actually going to do if he gets back is maybe finally bring some accountability to those liberals who have been weaponizing the government. There's another sore loser out here, Anna Navarro. I try. This one tempts me. I, 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 every time I think of her, I do have a name in mind. But I never, I said to that caller the other day who tried to lie about me and Princess Diana, I don't name call, so I'm not going to name call. But this is the woman that used to be on CNN pretending to, claiming to be a Republican, and now she's on The View. Now, hot-tempered pundit Anna Navarro has been stealing since Univision interviewed GOP frontrunner Donald Trump. Yeah. She keeps saying that it was a softball interview. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time Joe Biden did a real hard-hitting interview? When's the last time somebody sat down with Joe Biden and actually delivered the one-two-one-two uppercut, lower cut, and here we go? Why are you sniffing kids' hair, by the way, and with everything else? And what about all those hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, $20 million? What about that, Joe? When's the last time anybody gave Joe? When is the first time in his presidency anybody actually delivered a hard-hitting interview with Joe Biden. But Anna Navarro's all upset. 
I've gotten so many calls from the past in the last 10 days. And in Spanish news, there's a ton of misinformation in our community newspapers, in our radio stations. This is the place where Latino, Spanish-speaking Latinos go to get informed, to form educated opinions, to get engaged. So she's telling people that they need to, uh, they need to, uh, oh, and then she says, they've, <clears throat> they've been really great corporate citizens and community citizens. She's just speaking of Univision. They have a tremendous co-anchor named Jorge Ramos, who's been there for decades. They've got great, he's a left-wing hack. But see, unless Democrats get their left-wing hacks, they're not happy ever. So she's complaining. She's urging people to call Univision and all of that, all of that. Call Univision. Tell them how much you love the Donald Trump interview. That's what I would do. Now, the Democrat, I think we have a call on this from Sal in Long Island, and we will get to his call. Uh, the Democrat lawmaker who called for Donald Trump to be eliminated. Oh, you didn't hear about that. No, that didn't make CBS. That didn't make NBC. That didn't make front page New York Times. That didn't make front page Amazon Post uh, and Amazon Prime Washington Post. That didn't make front page LA Times. It didn't make Atlanta Journal Urinal and Constipation. It didn't make any of those papers. But you have Dan Goldman, this Democrat from New York, the other day that called Donald for Donald Trump to be eliminated. Eliminated. Now, they were always talking about dog whistles. Republican dog whistles. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dog whistles. When you call for somebody to be eliminated, you're calling for them to be assassinated, to be killed. He needs to be shot. Stopped. Right. Stuff like that. So... This is what, and now he's trying to walk it back. There may be only one certain way to get rid of Trump. And he needs to be eliminated. Yeah. I think, I wonder if this, this is the, the Jen Psaki interview. Anyway, we have a call on him. We'll take it. Oh, by the way, remember how welcoming the people in Martha's Vineyard were when the immigrants first started pouring in America, then they changed their minds? No, like, uh, no. ICE has, re has arrested a Brazilian illegal immigrant child rapist. You know what they found? They found him up in Martha's Vineyard. He was wanted in Brazil for raping a five-year-old child. He skipped over the border like so many others do. Was up in Martha's Vineyard when he was finally caught. How many others are in America? Olivia Newton-John. Ten weeks at number one started this day. Her fourth number one single. Two million copies of this one. Thanksgiving week on WABC. Most Nerdly's Rush Hour continues right after this.
Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today, Livingston Taylor, brother of the songwriting and composer and singer, James Taylor. Well, that voice does sound kind of familiar. There'll be words that finally say how much I He sounds like James Taylor. A little bit. I mean, kind of like how Janet how Janet and Michael have a very similar sound. Livingston Taylor's birthday today on WABC. Let's head to the telephones. Since I referenced that story, let's check in with Sal in Long Island. Sal, how are you? You're on Boston Airways Rush Hour. How are you, James? Listen, you answered my question. That was my question before about the ginger lady and Dan Goldman. I mean, I clearly thought that he was calling for assassination of Donald Trump. And, and, you know, I was surprised because nobody, nobody bore up today. I was listening to this show from, from 6 o'clock in the morning until on, and nobody bore up that thing. And it was That's why I'm here. Too. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I cover all that news that others leave behind. No, actually, yeah, look, this is a big deal. If you, now, imagine if Donald Trump said, if, imagine if, let's say, not a president, to someone, let's just pick another. Let's say my good friend Louis Gomert. Let's say my good friend, my good friend and brother Louis Gomert, when he was in Congress, had gone on a show like Hannity. Well, you can't compare any show on NBC because MSNBC because they have no ratings, but very little, very few ratings. But let's say that there were a low-rated show on uh, on Fox. And Louis Gohmert went on, and only like, you know, 150 people heard it because it's a low-rated show. By the end of that day, the whole country would have heard it because every media, left-wing media outlet would be blaring it and demanding that somebody in the legal system arrest him and the Secret Service at least investigate, if he had ever said such a thing. But no, you get this congressman out of New York, this Dan Goldman guy who runs his mouth a lot, says a lot of inflammatory things. He basically said it. Donald Trump, needs. he said the word should be eliminated. And no, no, there's no Secret Service looking into this. There's no outrage from the collective juggernaut of the mainstream press. Not at all. And did Jen Psaki circle back with old Dan and say, Dan, you know, we don't call for political assassinations on this show. So, yes, it is a double standard, of course, and double standards are nothing new in today's political environment. Let us go to Robert in Brooklyn, New York. Robert, thank you for waiting. You are on the air. Boston News Rush Hour. All right, thank you for taking my phone call. 
first of all, in terms of the continuing resolution, I, it's not only that we are one paying an interest yearly, an interest, $1 trillion, that's with a T, $1 trillion. But it's like you mentioned before, the government is being weaponized against us, especially uh, MAGA people. And so really, I'm opposed to this con uh, continuing resolutions. And, and to make matters worse, they took two weeks off for Thanksgiving. Instead of being there to try to work on appropriations bill, they took two weeks off under this crisis uh, financial condition. The other thing is, you know, in terms of terrorism, you know, you can't negotiate with terrorists. If terrorists think that they could kidnap people and that they could force you to give in, then, then, they're, they're, then that encourages them to do such horrific behavior. Now, you mentioned in terms of the debate, you know, this idea of objective journalism, I think, is a myth. It's called the myth of objectivity, and I had that in graduate classes. And, you know, they should just take the most extreme Democrat and the most extreme Republican. And let's say we get Laura Luma and then they get whoever they want. And that's it. And, and you know, the last point is about Robert RFK. I was making a point yesterday. Uh, I'm looking at the conservative treehouse. I think it was October 2nd. They have a Zogby poll and it indicates that uh, RFK running as an independent takes a little bit more away from Trump than from Biden. So, you know, RFK, he should stay in the Democrat primary, try to fix the Democrat Party. instead. By Look, he should, but he's not. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's not talk about should in a case where the guy has already said, no, he's not going to run as a Democrat. He's not going to run as a Democrat. Let's just deal with what is and what is the reality. Not what you want, maybe, but the reality is that he is not running as a Democrat. So let's just get over it. And he's going to do a, he's going to do fine in some of the uh, in some of in some states. That's real. Now, as for your thing with the Democrats, you mentioned Laura Luma. Oh hell no! If you're going to have a debate, you get. And I know Laura. She's not a journalist. You, if we if we're going to have a debate, my point is you let the the parties pick their own moderators from journalists, and from noted media personalities that command large audiences that are in tune with the swath of Republican voters. You have great journalists out here who actually do their homework. People like Molly Hemingway. You can look at other journalists on the side. I keep saying Molly Hemingway because, to me, she's a substantial force. She's amazing. But you also have Katie Pavlich. You've got others that would do an amazing job. Luke Rosniak, investigative reporter, he would be a great one. But you have all kind of reporters and journalists and talk show hosts, guys like Mark Levin, guys like Hannity, like 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 Miss Do, like um, I, I mentioned her name before, Dana Loesch, and some others. For goodness sakes, even get Glenn Beck. People that command and have are in touch with large segments of the American. Let the candidates choose who they want to, to moderate their debate instead of this phony, liberalized presidential commission. And every time they want to sell something that is basically a knife in the back of the conservatives. One of the way that they sell it, oh, well, you know, they're bipartisan. You know, they've got some, they, they've got some Republicans too. They're not, they're not 100%, they're not partisan. 
They they have they're, they're nonpartisan. They are not nonpartisan. Nonpartisan, as far as I'm concerned, in Washington speak equals liberals. That's all. We're liberals, but we hide it. That's what nonpartisan means. There is no nonpartisan in Washington, D.C. There is no nonpartisan in politics. People have an ax to grind. People have a preference. So let's cut out all this nonsense. Oh, well, you know, we need to go to the nonpartisan presidential commission on debate. Yeah, these nonpartisans always end up picking the biggest partisan liberal moderators they can find. How is that? A bunch of nonpartisans always seem to agree. Let's get the most partisan liberals we can find to host the presidential debates and stick it to the Republican candidates. They're not nonpartisan. Stop the lies. Thank you for the call, Robert. Let us go to Mike in Oceanside. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Bo? First, I want to wish you a happy Taco Tuesday. And I also want to wish you happy Thanksgiving. And also Thanksgiving. Thank you much. I have a question for you. With the protesting that's going on in these colleges, uh, I don't know if people notice. I know when I'm watching it, on the, with Israelis, they have their flag and the American flag. The Palestinians, first of all, I don't know the dress code that they have. I don't understand. But none of them applying the American flag because they don't care about this country and they don't care about us. These are people you cannot trust. Now, I speak to 40, 50 people a day, Bo. I interview a lot of people. There's a place that I go for circus for my wife real quick. The guy happens to be Palestinian. We happen to be talking. He's, uh, he's with, on that side. So I said to him, I'm Italian. So if the United States is at war with Italy, what should I do? He said, oh, you got to go back to Italy. You have to go back. I said, are you kidding? This is my flag. This is my country. People out there, they don't get it. You can't trust these people. And Okay, now let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Take out the word Palestinian and put the word black in. Take out the word Palestinian and put the word Puerto Rican. Take out the word uh, Palestinian and put the word anything else. You cannot make these kind of statements about a whole people as if you know everybody in that in that group. There are some Palestinian people who are undoubtedly, undoubtedly not in favor of the American war, a uh, uh, support of Israel, and who would put the interest of what they consider to be Palestine, and I've never seen Palestine on the map. But anyway, they would put the interest of that above anything else okay but there are palestinian americans who feel the same kind of american and allegiance to america that you do we have to be careful with these broad generalizations and i love you mike i love you i tell you i love you and i do but we cannot allow ourselves to say these people they all are like this that is when you find yourself saying these people and they all are like this this is, a, this is a stop sign for the mind. Stop. Stop. Because we're heading into dangerous territory. It's, once you start down that road, these people this, these people that, the results are what we got in, in World War II. Yep. We don't want that for the world anymore. Let's just deal with people as they are. Those people like the guy you talk to who don't have an allegiance to America, talk about him. 
this one guy did this, and these others may feel that way, some others I met, but this is not representative of the way that every single Palestinian American feels. It is not. Oh, you're absolutely right. That's not how I meant it. I should have said Hamas. But anyway, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my word across. But I understand. Now, when it comes to Hamas, yeah, baby. Okay, but they don't fly the American flag. Why? why I got you. And, and, and let me tell you something. Hamas is a different organ. Now, that's the way we can do with those people. They're yes. a terrorist organization. You sign one to Hamas, you know what you are. Love you. Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Wawa. I saw them in Madison Square Garden back in the day. They turned it out. We're checking in with Lou Dobbs. We're playing this one, Lonnie Jordan, birthday today, singer-songwriter with the American funk band War. Coming back after Lou Dobbs with more of your calls. Stay right here. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The year was 1983. All of a sudden, here comes a music video unlike any other music video until that time. Nothing like it in music videos. Michael Jackson, MJ. 14 minutes of thriller. Premiered in Los Angeles. Directed by John Landis. Co-starring a former Playboy centerfold, Ola Ray. Spoken word performance by Vincent Price. Filmed at the Palace Theater in downtown Los Angeles. The dance sequence on the streets of... East Los Angeles and the final house scene in Angelino Heights in Los Angeles and it changed the game MTV exploded and music video production around the world exploded the genius of Michael Jackson, of John Landis, and do not ever forget the songwriter, the amazing Rod Temperton. Nerdly presents Rapid Phones. Let's start in Connecticut with John. John, on your mind is what? Yeah, hey, Bo, thanks for taking the call. Can you hear me? 
I hear you fine, John. You know, I thought of a couple of candidates that would be great moderators, uh, journalists. I hadn't heard you mention them, but I was thinking of Michael Goodwin and or Miranda Devine. Oh, my gosh. They would be amazing. Miranda Devine or Michael Goodwin would be amazing, New York Post. They would be awesome to do actually debate and moderation. And there will be a few more. Thank you for that suggestion. Excellent. Don and Yonkers, to you, quickly, what's on your mind this afternoon? Robert Kennedy Jr. doesn't have a secret service. Why does the president's granddaughter have it? That's it. Because Joe Biden is determined, under all circumstances, not to give Robert Kennedy Jr. secret service protection in spite of the history of the Kennedy family and assassination. There is only one logical answer why he won't do it. And I don't have to say it. You know it. Let's go to Patrick in Indiana. Patrick, More Trump you're up. News. More Trump, Trump news? Yes. All right. We're going to keep the Trump news coming. The Democrats want to hear Trump news. I will oblige them. Every single day, we'll scour and we'll find every piece of Trump news that we can find. They want Trump news, we'll give them Trump news. Harold, in Tennessee, you're up next. What's on your mind, Harold? Uh, the existential threat to this nation is corrupt politicians and bureaucrats of both parties. And to Colorado, if you remove Trump from the ballot, don't send any electors to the Electoral College in 25. I love you. Right to the point you go, Harold. And by the way, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That is an existential threat to this nation. Okay, one more day. It's a travel day tomorrow for a lot of people. Travel day today. If you are traveling, please be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. And don't be impatient if you're in a jam. Just relax. Relax. You'll get there. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. for Bosnia Release Rush Hour. And see you then. Bye. <laughs>